Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Luke chapter 3, verse 15. Now, as the people were in expectation and all reasoned in their hearts about John, whether he was the Christ or not, John answered, saying to all, I indeed baptize you with water, but one mightier than I is coming, whose sandal strap I'm not worthy to loose. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. Verse 15 particularly, now as the people were in expectation... I want to preach to you for just a few moments on the power of expectation. Turn to your neighbor right now and ask them, are you expecting? If it's a woman, she's going to look at you funny. But but just go ahead and ask them, are you expecting? The location of this verse, stop, you're on my clock. The location of this verse is particularly important. It's where it's placed. After 400 years of silence, you remember the Old Testament closes, Malachi, God says, I'm writing a divorce for my people. Did you know God got divorced according to the Bible? He did. Read it. He said, I'm divorcing Israel. I no longer, you're no longer, I'm done. And he didn't speak to her for 400 years. Takes a while to get over some things. I'm in the Word. You need to check me out. I'm in the Word. No prophets, no miracles, no angels, no visions, no dreams. Nothing on the planet from God for 400 years. Then we move into the New Testament. And the forerunner of Christ, John the Baptist, is having a revival in the wilderness. The people were leaving the temple and going to the desert watching the wild man baptize people and see their lives turned around. And after 400 years of silence, the Bible introduces us to John and his message by first letting us know the environment was filled with expectation when it says, and the people, after 400 years, were in great expectation. The New English Bible said the people were on tiptoe expectation they were on tiptoe anticipation something's going to happen something is coming I believe that for the body of Christ we're living in a season when God says it's tiptoe time for the body of Christ You may have been through a desert. You may have been through a cold, hard time. You may have been through a time when it seemed like heaven was silent and God didn't care about you and He forgot and blessed everybody but you. But the Lord wants you to say in your spirit tonight and get in your spirit tonight, it's tiptoe time in my life. It's time to start getting on your tiptoes in expectation that God is going to do something incredible. You ought to start praising in expectation. You ought to start sowing in expectation. You ought to start praying in expectation. 
For Colossians chapter 2 and verse 14 puts it this way. He has blotted out the ordinance that was against us and took it out of the way and nailed it to the cross. In other words, there is nothing between you and your miracle. He has taken everything that was in the way and nailed it to the cross. And now it's tiptoe time for you. You need to expect something from God. Expect God to pour out His Spirit in this service tonight. Expect pain to leave your body tonight. Expect to be filled with the Holy Spirit and anointing tonight. Psalms 119 and verse 126 says, It's time for you to work, O Lord. This is not a time of digression. This is not a time of depression. This is not a time when we need to give up or even be laid back. And it, okay, sirrah, sirrah, whatever will be, will be. And if God's going to bless me, he'll bless me. No, this is a time for God to work. And it's time for us to get on our tiptoes every time we assemble together and say, I don't know what's going to happen, but something's going to happen because God is in this house. If you're facing a giant in your life, I want to tell you that he's slain giants before and he can do it again. He's going to give you your giant and you need to get on your toes in expectation. Romans eight seventeen puts it like this, that we are children of God, not only children, but heirs and heirs with God and joint heirs with Christ. That's a double claim on everything heaven has. It's mine because I have a double claim on everything in heaven. In Acts chapter 3 and verse 5, and guys follow me with the scriptures. In Acts 3 and verse 5, the Bible said, Peter and John went to the temple at the time of prayer. And there was a lame man laying outside the temple. And the scripture said, he looked on them, listen to this, expecting to receive. You often hear people say, well, they used the name of Jesus and they prayed and it was the apostles so anointed. No, the key to that miracle, and I know there's power and authority in the name of Jesus, certainly only no other name has power to heal but that name. But the key to it is when the man looked on them expecting, he was, he was lame, but he was spiritually on his tiptoes. Expecting to receive. Somebody said, well, I don't know if I can get anything from God or not. I don't, I, you get what you expect. The man looked on him expecting to receive. It's not I hope I'm going to receive. It's not I think I'm going to receive. It's not I believe even I'm going to receive. It's I'm expecting. I'm expecting to receive Something from God. I want you to understand the thing that makes the devil swallow Rolaids. Is in 1 John 3 and verse 2. It doth not yet appear what we shall be. The devil is not concerned with what you used to be. The devil is not concerned with what you are. But the thing that torments him and keeps him popping Rolaids is what you shall be. He sees something and he knows something that God is planning. And if you would get in tiptoe expectation, 
You, God is planning things that you cannot imagine. God is planning things that eyes have not seen and ears have not heard. Neither has it entered into your heart. But you've got to be expecting to receive. I'm preaching on my tiptoes tonight. Don't look back, look ahead. It doth not yet appear what shall be. Your greatest blessings are not behind you. God's done some great things for you, but that's not all he's got. You need to expect breakthrough. You need to expect favor. You need to expect open doors. You need to expect it. You need to shake off that defeat. Shake off that voice that tells you you're not important and God won't bless you. He'll do it for others, but not for you. He'll do it for anyone who will say, I'm expecting God to do something tonight in my life. Take a praise break and I'm going to keep preaching. Anybody desperate enough to expect, not hope, not think, not maybe wonder, I'm expecting to receive. Glory. The Bible said, for God is not unrighteous to forget your labor of love in that you have ministered unto his saints. One translation said, for God to forget you, he would have to be unrighteous. God is not unrighteous to forget what you've done for Him. And He says, because of that, I want you to expect it. Unto them who look for Him, I'm expecting Him, shall He appear. I expect it right now. I wrote this down when I wrote this sermon. I expect to be healed. I expect to be filled. I expect to be helped. I expect to be blessed. I expect to be successful. I expect to be delivered. I expect to get free. I expect a miracle. My favorite program when I was a kid was a program that I used to watch that they used to film over here. I think it was in Burbank, California. And I've never been there, but I remember hearing the announcer. It was called The Price is Right. Now, I may be wrong. But I love that show, The Price is Right. Anybody remember The Price is Right? That's the coolest show. Now, now the new guy, he's okay, but y'all, y'all, I'm going to tell you, there's a guy named Bob Barker. That's my boy right there. Bob Barker was bad. He, 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 he was nice, and, and, and he's just a good guy. And Bob Barker, when he, he kind of moderated the show. And they used to have these four desks down front, like a little, like kind of like that. They had four of them, and they had a button on it. And when somebody was eliminated or somebody won or whatever, and there was an empty desk that somebody got the chance to get on the stage to win what was behind curtain number one, number two, and number three. And uh, there was this announcer who would come on and he would say, Bob, there's a vacancy down front. John Smith, you are the next contestant on The Price is Right. I'm going to preach it like I want to. And and if it was a white guy like me, he would say, yay. Yay. But every once in a while, they would call a sister. 
And just keep your little funny stuff to yourself. We all love one another around here. Black and yellow, red, white. We don't care. We don't care. Do you understand that? God made us different. You need a little pepper and salt. Amen. And a little jalapenos too if you want a good meal. Come on now. I might as well. And a little... uh, And and a little, uh, I'm trying to figure out what I need to say about our Asians. Come on now. This is an equal opportunity. (laughs) Soy sauce. (laughs) White rye. (laughs) All right, back to the sermon. The price is right. So and so, come on. And if they called, if they called Shanika. I would love the reaction. Screaming, jumping, throwing purses, hugging people, dancing, spinning. Hadn't won a thing. Just had the chance, the possibility. Hadn't even seen a car behind curtain of just a chance. I wish we had some Christians who didn't have to wait until they get their miracle before they expect to receive a miracle. That's faith. That's faith. I'm expecting it. So I'm dancing before I get it. I'm shouting before I get it. I'm expecting it. I know you're not healed yet. But there's a chance you can get healed because Jesus is here and he can do anything. I know you haven't had the mountain move yet, but maybe you're one hallelujah away from an angel saying, mountain, get out of their way. I dare you to give him a praise of expectation. I know the plans I have for you. Plans of good and not evil to give you a hope and give you a future. And I have one minute and 31 seconds. And I'm almost done. But listen. But listen. And when it hits zero, start it again. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Seriously, give me five more minutes when it hits zero and I'll be done. The Bible said they laid him at the gate daily. And daily he would go beg. So he went there with, I want to get by another day blessing. The mentality was, I want to get by another day. Lord, help me get through another day. And that's, that's, how, that's how a lot of you have come to church tonight. And, and, and you know what? I appreciate you coming. You came in. You really aren't expecting anything to change. Your marriage is terrible. Your finances are whatever. You, 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 maybe you're physically in duress, maybe you're discouraged, maybe I've been there, I've been there. This is not hype for me. This is what faith does. This is how faith people live. 
and daily. He, he went expecting, he wasn't expecting much. He was just expecting, I'll get a get-by blessing today. If I can just get enough dimes dropped in my little begging cup. Get by today. Not knowing. And some of you came here today, and I'm, this, is not, this is not negative, this is powerful, because this is what faith does. You came here, and you said, I really don't expect much to change. I prayed and prayed and prayed, and nothing's happening. But maybe, maybe the preacher will say something that'll get me by another day. Not knowing, this man not knowing, going expecting another get by, another day blessing. Just another Sunday at Free Chapel. But he didn't know God had planned on this day. I'm going to change his future forever. Somebody said, and you know, he was lame. And somebody said he was begging for arms and God gave him legs. When you give better offerings, I'll give better jokes. But that was a good one right there. And the Bible said when he looked on them expecting to receive a get by another day blessing. Expectation released the power of God. And the man said, silver and gold have I none. But such as I have, I give unto you, rise up and walk. And he leaping stood and ran through the temple, rejoicing and praising God. I close with this thought, and I want you to hear it. In Mark chapter 10, there's a story of a blind beggar by the name of Bartimaeus. You've heard it all your life, but maybe you've missed a secret that all you need to do is check it out now. He was blind from his birth and he heard Jesus was passing by and he began to cry out Jesus thou son of David have mercy on me and some of the people said don't bother Jesus you're not important enough in so many words that's what they were telling him and he cried the louder Jesus thou son of David my life is messed up. I'm hurting. There's a lot of people here. We're having a good time tonight, but the truth is they're broken, hurting people under the sound of my voice, and I've been there. I know, I know what it's like to be treading water just trying to get enough hope to go on another day. I know what that's like. I've fought dark depression. I've fought... The spirit of give up. Just give up. But the Bible said that when he cried the louder, that Jesus stopped. I love that. He stopped. And when he stopped, the Bible said that blind Bartimaeus stood up, listen to this, and he casting off his garment. Stop. What is that about? The Roman government issued legitimate people who had a major handicap such as blindness an official beggar's garment that said to all the passerbyers in the busy thoroughfare 
This is a because all of us want to know if I'm giving to somebody, I'm not giving to a scam, I'm giving to the real deal. So if you had on an official Roman government beggar's garment, it meant you were legitimate and you could give to that knowing that this person has no other means to get by. But look at the faith. He doesn't have his eyes. He cannot see. Jesus is calling for you. And when they told him that Jesus was calling, he took the beggar's garment. He's not healed yet. He can't see yet. But he threw the beggar's garment off. Saying, my expectation is, I will never need that again. I will never be begging again. I'll never be defeated like that again. I'll never be in that lifestyle again. I'll never be in that addiction again. I'm done. Jesus is calling me. And here I go. I can't see. But I can walk by faith, not by sight. And I'm moving in the direction that I hear the voice. And even though I don't know where the next step is going to take me, I'm not going to be who I used to be when he gets through with me. And Jesus healed him and gave him his sight because he was expecting to receive. And I conclude this sermon by telling you that it's tiptoe time at Free Chapel. I want you to expect miracles in this church. I want you to expect divine interruptions in the middle of the sermon and you just walk over and touch somebody and they get healed and then you go back to preaching. I want you to expect sinners to run to the altar on the first song or the third song. We need to give the church back to the Holy Spirit and get on our tiptoes and say, God, I believe you are Lord of all. Get on your feet, everybody, and give the Lord a great praise right now. For He inhabits your praise. Praise Him in expectation. Praise Him in expectation just a moment. Are you expecting anything for your brother, your sister, your wife, your your daughter, your husband, your wife, your own life? Expecting. Not when it happens but rejoicing at the very thought that I have a chance. Because where two or three are gathered in His name, and make no mistake about it, this is not a church about me, Ben, Pastor Lahan, anybody. This is about Jesus Christ. We're nothing and nobody and can be replaced tomorrow just like that. But oh... If we'll be Christ exalting, if we'll lift up the name that is above every name, that name is Jesus. He will send His angels. And I feel the angels of the Lord encamping round about this room right now. Would you just lift your hands in honor of the King of Kings, expecting to receive. Expecting to receive expecting to be delivered and never touch drugs again expecting to be healed of alcoholism and never go back to
to it. Expecting the marriage to be restored. Expecting God to save you tonight. Expecting to receive. Every head bowed. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you were blessed.